Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Breaking news again. For those of you who haven't hit, haven't even had a chance to watch our last podcast or listen to it, uh, there's a lot of great conversation there. And I highly recommend that whether you're watching along on the Suns Jam Session channel or on Suns Geek channel, you still you still watch that because we had a lot of really good conversation when it was released yesterday on Saturday that the Phoenix Suns could potentially be a trade partner for one Bradley Beal. Here we are 24 hours later. I'm this close to being out of the door as my family's taking me to a surprise Father's Day lunch location. And what do you know, Matthew? Bradley Beal is now a Phoenix Sun. Just in time, man. What we're talking about last pod, I'm going to California, taking a few days off. And this is perfect. I like the way the Suns work nowadays. Get the big news out of the way nice and quick. That way, when people go on their vacation, we can talk about it for about an hour. This is exciting, right? I mean, we weren't, we were kind of up and down yesterday, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of cool. It actually finally happened. There's a lot to talk about. Of course, this is exciting. Of course, the fact that the Phoenix Suns are adding a former number three overall pick in Bradley Beal, a scoring machine to our franchise, creating a new big three in the NBA is exciting. But as we bring on our good buddy, Suns Geek, who we were just all sitting here 24 hours ago, what is your level of excitement with this deal? I'm not as excited as I was about, you know, when we got Kevin Durant and everything, but there's a lot. I'm trying to be optimistic here because like I told you guys before we went live, we're going to receive a lot of crap from the national media and the Twitter trolls and all the experts out there. But damn it, we have a big three now. Who knows what's going to happen with DeAndre and we maybe might have a big four. I'm excited. Win or lose, Phoenix Suns for life, baby. Amen. And you're you're 100% <laughs> right. With the lose side of that, we will receive all of the flack in the NBA. All the, the flack. Guess what, sons? I've talked about that about this in the past, how it can get frustrating at times when opposing fan bases come after us because we've never really hurt anybody's feelings as a franchise. Count them. Zero championships. There's no other team that has lost a championship at the hands of the Phoenix Suns and thus eviscerated the hopes of an entire other opposing fan base. But when you have names like Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal on your team, you're going to get those Twitter, those Twitter trolls. You're going to get the people who are going to come out of the woodwork, and anytime you try to say anything, they're going to throw it in your face. And even if we do win a chip, people might not value it. But at the end of the day, Matthew, do you give a shit? Because all I, I want is that championship. No, yeah, all I want is a championship. But are the Suns like the last team to really try to put together these super teams? I yeah, feel like they, we're kind of in they're the doing it. They're doing it's it like way too just, late. Yeah, like we're just now getting into it, and I don't feel like a lot of other teams are doing that. Um, but you know what? They're like they can, they can let the Suns have it. I'm like, oh, we'll take it because we just want that championship. And next two years looks pretty good. Well, we have plenty to talk about on this emergency podcast of the Suns Jam Session podcast, which is being simultaneously cast on Suns Geeks channel once again. Very excited to be sharing streams with you, which doesn't sound appropriate, Suns Geek, but we'll we'll 
we'll, we'll move past that. But before we get into all that, I do want to tell all, all of our Arizona Sun supporters that we have a fantastic deal from Caesar Sportsbook that you don't want to pass up. If you're a new customer, you can get a $1,250 bonus on your first bet at Caesar Sportsbook. All you have to do is sign up with our code, which is SUNSJAMFULL. And if you use our promo code SUNSJAMFULL, you will not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be directly supporting this here show. So if you haven't signed all up already for Caesar Sportsbook, use our promo code SUNSJAMFULL and place that first wager. This offer is only accessible for new customers who are 21 years in age of older and physically present in Arizona. Please play responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP if you or a loved one has a gambling issue. The complete terms can be found in the podcast description. On that note, uh, getting ready to leave, but I'm not leaving yet. We're popping open something ice cold. I got a, a DDP is what we call it here. Ooh, is that Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, G Fuel? <laughs> Let's go. And Matthew, ooh, is that is that the Sonny? Or are you going with uh, upscale for this one and you doing something like Aquafina? It's something. I'll never well, show. Okay. Well, we, we're going we're gonna to pop them. <laughs> Matthew's not going to show him, and uh, l- l- let's drop that music. I'm going to have to find a, uh, some Bradley Beal footage to put in here eventually. quick shout out as we begin this episode to spottrack.com you guys are both familiar with spottrack.com correct yeah i'm sneezing say something bless you thank you (laughs) spottrack.com already has bradley beal as a shooting guard on the phoenix suns which is absolutely fantastic as you go (laughs) they're 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 on it man they really are they are on it but the phoenix suns uh according to adrian warjanowski it broke today that the phoenix suns uh have confirmed to ESPN that a framework is in place that they'll land Bradley Beal. Uh, the the quote that uh, is coming out of Wojnarowski's camp, this was an extremely complicated process with so many different hurdles to get through. And Ted Leonosis and Michael Winger, who's the new president of basketball operations in Washington, uh, were unbelievable partners in making this happen. If you look a little bit further into what some of the specifics released by uh, both him and Sham Sharania. It looks like the Phoenix Suns are dealing Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a handful of second-round picks and multiple pick swaps. League sources tell the Athletic. So I'll start with this question for both of you: Has James Jones officially accomplished his entire goal of being the anti-Presti by giving away every fucking possible draft pick he could in an effort to bring players to his, this franchise? I'll start with this one. Uh, yes, he is the anti, the opposite of Sam Presti. Which, you know, on the surface, sort of my initial reaction, that's kind of what scares me because I I talked about it in a previous live show. We have like, well, we had, I guess, five future second round picks or whatever it is. And now it feels like we have zero picks. Do we even still have our pick this year? I'm a little scared about that. But damn it, I cannot repeat this enough. At least James Jones is doing something. At least Matt Ishbia and, and Josh Bartlestein and his team are making moves. But yeah, the fact that we're very, very limited on draft picks is a little scary. Even if it is a second round pick, I don't care, man. Nikola Jokic was a second round pick. So I don't know. Matthew, what do you think? Yeah, draft picks I don't care about anymore. I haven't for the past few years. Get rid of them. (laughs) Contracts, I don't give a shit. 
big contract from Beal. What are we going to do for depth? I don't care. You get the guy here, figure it out later. That's where Ishvia is working right now. I know you said James Jones, but it just seems like it's Ishvia. I mean, Ishvia is just yeah. pushing everything right now. He's like, we got to make one guy happy, and that's Devin Booker, right? If we're not going to yep. do it through the draft, we're going to we got to get these guys where he's played in the U.S. Olympics with, guys mm-hmm. that he knows that are actual ballers that love the game, and that's Bradley Beal. He's not a winner yet. We talked about last pod, but we'll see. I'm sure he will be. And defensively, we talked about how he's just not that great of a defensive player. Vogel, this team wanting to play defense, I think that's going to be just enough for him to actually push the limits on defense and become a better defender. Um, but just right now, of course, Jamsters yesterday, they hated this idea of him coming here. Um, a lot of them did mm-hmm. because of the contract and all that. But mm-hmm. we have to get used to it. Guys that are out there right now that want to be traded, we're going to get them. And doesn't matter how much money it costs. Yeah, so you know, if we talk about the money, and that's again where a lot of us as jamsters and uh, and Suns Geek, Suns Geek, what do you call your your <laughs> followers? They're not like Swifties the or something. Squad. We're, we're the Geek still, Squad. We're still coming up with the name, but it's either you know the Geek Squad, fellow Suns Geek. Someone, uh, I think Sawbuck said uh, Suns Geeketeers. The we'll say fellow Suns Geek. Yeah, I like that one. He, even on your one. show, it's like we're all Suns Geeks. You know what I mean? This is a fact. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's true. As, as we're sitting here doing live podcasts and, and shows the moment any news breaks in the middle of June. Yeah, we're we're all geeks together. But as a lot of people, you know, there was a big topic of conversation as we did the show yesterday is would you even entertain the deal? And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the specifics of the deal, but I will start by talking about what Matthew just mentioned, and that is the money. That Bradley Beal is on the second year of a five-year, $250 million contract that included a no-trade clause, which was vital to why this transaction occurred. He ultimately chose where he wanted to go, and he had all the leverage, which is interesting because that's typically not something that happens. It, it would typically something that would happen to the Phoenix Suns. Like we would have an asset that is worth as much as it is, and we can't ultimately dictate where it wants to go. And therefore, we would be handcuffed into what we could get back. And getting back in this situation is Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and as uh, mentioned by Sham Sharmania, a bunch of second round picks. So looking at the construction of the roster, Bradley Beal is now the highest paid member of the Phoenix Suns. Just let that sink in for a second. You have Devin Booker, you have Kevin Durant. Who makes the most money? Yeah, it's Bradley Beal. It's the guy who can't stay healthy. And that's what one of those concerns was for the Suns, uh, or, or us as a fan base, as we looked at what the Suns were attempting to acquire. It's going to be hard moving forward to ensure the health of this team, given the fact that uh, you know Beal is injury prone, but so was Chris Paul. And that's the other side of this coin. Chris Paul has not only been unhealthy, but he's been unhealthy at the most inopportune moments. So as we look at what ultimately James Jones did, and this is where, you know, again, I, I'm talking myself to into this trade because I don't know if I was necessarily, I didn't want it to occur. But if it was going to occur, this is almost, in my opinion, the best case scenario because you get off, you've, James Jones has taken Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. And we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Landry Sham is a damn near untradeable asset due to the size of his contract and the performance that he's provided this franchise and other franchises in his playing career. He's to, he took to those two assets, and he turned it into Bradley Beal, guys. Like, that Preach. is impressive, and you have to give James Jones credit for that. Yeah, and um, go the other way, too. 
give credit to the Washington Wizards for taking on those two guys. What are they going to do with them? I don't know. That's not our problem anymore. But yeah, um, you know, I mean, it does kind of hurt a little bit. Chris Paul will be gone, but you already know you're not going to get anything from him next year. Bradley Beal being a son and being the highest paid, and he's the breadwinner right now. But the thing is, is like initially, it's like it looks bad, right? He's the highest paid, but then give it a year, something else is going to happen to where another guy's going to be signed, and be like, holy shit, he's making that much money. That's the way this works. That's why I feel like you can't really look at the contract. I understand why people are upset and don't want it to happen. But I was the same way too. I was kind of on and off. If it happened, it happened. If it doesn't happen, then it's fine. If he went to like the, the Mavericks, be like, yeah, does that make them a contender? I don't know. You know, like the whole contender thing, If he when he comes here and he's going to be a part of the big three, it's possible. I think they're automatically going to go up in the betting, um, the, the betting sites, you know, DraftKings. But right now it's like the offense, they got to figure it out obviously, but it's kind of nice because you said injury prone. They can take turns, not so much like on their shoulders every game. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul took on a lot of heat coming to the Suns, doing a lot for this offense, getting things turned around. Injury prone he was, so is Bradley Beal, but Beal, KD, and Booker, they can just take turns. You know what I mean? Offensively, like, it's disgusting, themselves. man. Yeah, they they don't have to do too much during the regular season, I feel like. Unless they want to be an all-star or an MVP or something, but you know what I mean? They can kind of cruise through in a way once they start to gel more. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback and second a lot of everything you guys just said. First off, you guys know me. I've studied the history of this league and all that. This has to be one of the top trios in terms of offense that we have ever seen. Yeah, And that is yeah. an understatement. And kind of like we said yesterday, there will be games that we are going to lose. It's not going to be pretty all the time. Let's be real. But this is an incredible opportunity for all three players for the entire Phoenix Suns franchise and I'm excited, man, especially under a new coaching staff. Yes. And you, we all know how great Kevin Young is on offense and everything with his, his philosophies and the way he goes about offense and just our a kind of elite coaching staff. I believe this is one of the greatest coaching staffs we've ever had. And now you have Bradley freaking Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant all on the same court together. And DeAndre Ayton, that's what's crazy. Yeah. Uh, at least for right now, we have DeAndre Ayton. I'm I'm thrilled, man. I'm I'm like I said, I'm piggybacking on everything you guys are saying, but this is crazy, man. I'm starting to feed off of your excitement now. Like I am starting <laughs> to get a little bit happy because you know Matthew's oh, yeah. right. Matthew's ultimately right because if there's no money involved in this entire thing, this is a fucking slam dunk. Oh yeah, it is. Now you look at DeAndre Ayton plus Bradley Beal plus Devin Booker plus Kevin Durant. That accounts for $162.8 million, Ooh. right? The luxury tax is 134 and I think the second tax apron is going to end up being 179 and that's what really hinders this team. But again, if you can fill, you're going to be able to fill this team with maximum contract guys because guys are going to line up. But I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that, that, that thought process out of my brain. I'm going to try to not think like an accountant, even though I'm not an accountant. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Paul from Fanning the Flames. Bobby um, Marks tweeted out the Suns to the new CBA. And yeah, they're just burning it down. It's like, who cares? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think a, a more appropriate uh, way to look at it is if it, when you have James Jones and you have uh, Matt Ishbia and they're looking at that CBA and they this is what they're saying to it. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They absolutely yeah. don't care. Welcome aboard, guys. You know, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Parker Hines, one of our elite jamsters. If you want to become an elite jamster, simply press the join button in the YouTube link on our channel below. He says, Beal as a number. Oh, and then thank you. It's a nine ninety nine uh, super chat. Thank, you, thank you for supporting the podcast. We truly, truly appreciate it. it says Beal as a number one in Washington could not work. When Beal was a was a number two for Wall and Westbrook, 
he thrived. Have him as our number three is crucial for nights when Book and KD have off nights. He's right. And, and as Suns fans, we know that. We've seen Bradley Beal. Remember when the Suns played the Washington Wizards this past season? The Wizards suck. Beal came out in the fourth quarter and just obliterated us. And that was like, such oh. an embarrassing loss. It was. And I remember losing money on that. Yeah. I was very, very upset, Bradley <laughs> Beal. So I think Parker Hines just, uh, you know, with that 999 in the Super Chat, just made up for that bet that I made that evening on them to easily win against the the uh, the Washington Wizards. You know, but coming back and, and looking at, Again, I'm not going to necessarily talk about the money, but you always have to think about it. You have – well, let's go this way. I was thinking about this this morning. This is a, a topic of conversation that we had yesterday on the show when we talked about if we acquire Bradley Beal, who is who's six foot four, right? Six foot four, I think 206, something like that. He's smaller than Booker, and he's not necessarily a great playmaker. You've just traded away your franchise point guard, uh, which interestingly enough, the Phoenix Suns, if Bradley Beal is to take number three, it's Bradley Beal, and the before him, it was Chris Paul, and the before him, it was Kelly Oubre. So it's like these interesting guys I always wear number three in Phoenix. Is there any chance, given the way that this, t- this team is going to be constructed, that Beal becomes your two guard and Devin Booker plays some three? Because we were talking about it a lot on the po- the podcast yesterday about if you acquire Bradley Beal, this might force the Suns to utilize Devin Booker as the exception, not the rule at the point guard position. Is there any, because we've seen Devin Booker play the three before. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I took a shower right after I heard the news because I just wanted to, you know, smell a little bit nice before getting on the podcast. You and do I was smell right amazing. When I got out. <laughs> Thanks. Right when I got out, I was like, um, you know, small ball, here we go. And uh, for some reason, I was thinking about a Kogi, actually. I was thinking about point book and you can get Kogi back in there and play him at the three with Beal at the two. I would love to do that just because of defense, defensive wise, you would need him in there. Um, but if you can get another point guard, that'd be great to have those three. But I just think there's going to be more ball movement than you guys will know going into the next season. I think right now you look at it, you be like, it's going to be stagnant. I even talked about it last podcast. I'm like, what's it going to look like? Because in the playoffs, Katie and book taking turns. I don't want that. I don't, but they're going to have a whole offseason to get things going with the offense, and there's going to be a lot of ball movement. I really think so. I think there's unselfish players. Booker wants to get better. Booker can be that guy that can be the distributor next year, and also just Bradley Beal. Maybe he wants to improve his game, too. He is only 29, uh, three-time All-Star, right? So that's going to be another guy on the roster, too, that you have to struggle to get an All-Star game out of is going to be Bradley Beal. Um, but other than that, I just think these guys are really gel well. I really do. I think that um, they're going to feel well off of each other, take turns, but also just get other guys involved. I think they're really going to be that type of team. It's not going to be like if we had, I don't know, if we had just like a ball hog on the team to join and it was just like some guy we're overpaying that can just shoot lights out. Bradley Beal could be Booker, that guy, <laughs> but it's it's all about maybe improving for this guy too. So he wants to prove himself to Phoenix just like KD is. You know, they got to prove themselves to us as fans that they can win here. It's a lot of pressure, but I feel like him and KD, that's a lot on their shoulders, but I feel like they can handle it coming here to Phoenix. Quick side tangent. I just want to just quote Matt Peterson here who said, uh, the Phoenix Suns don't have a super team because – Devin Booker wasn't an all-star. Neither was Bradley Beal. So super teams aren't real. But anyways, Devin Booker at the three, the way that I look at it, I think this honestly all falls on what's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton. Because if we trade DeAndre Ayton, maybe get some kind of a point guard who can help run the show and everything. If not, I don't know what this roster is going to look like. I don't know who's coming back. Again, I don't know how it's going to work financially. 
And I kept saying this sort of like post KD trade and throughout the playoffs, I was like, I'm okay with experimenting, but it's just the wrong time to experiment. Yeah. But now you have a full off season, a full training camp and all season to experiment. So if Booker wants to run the three or if he's running point, you know, whatever the case may be, or again, we talked about this yesterday, Kevin Durant may be doing some playmaking and point guard out there. I'm fine with that. I mean, maybe Kevin Durant could play the four or the five. I don't know, depending on what the roster looks like. Mm-hmm. And again, guys, like there will be losses. We, we we will be live together or on our own shows, and we're going to be super frustrated. Oh, man, Bradley Beal was terrible tonight, and oh, this isn't working and all that. But like, it's going to take some time. I'm optimistic about it. Um, and this is honestly what James, uh, not James Jones, this is what, uh, you know, Frank Vogel and his coaching staff get paid to figure out. 100%. They're going to, they're going to go to the film. They're going to, they're, they're going to see things that we're not going to see, like obviously in practice and all that. And they're going to be able to figure it out. So again, this all just depends on the, the rest of the off season, what decisions we're going to make. And it's, uh, it's going to get crazier from here. And this already is. It's already absolutely crazy. nuts. It's yeah. absolutely nuts. You're right. Yeah. Now, I can't contain. I don't even understand. I can't, I can't process it, man. I am. I'm processing as as best I can. And again, thank you to everybody who's watching along live. Make sure you hit a thumbs up. If you're watching on the Suns Jam Session podcast channel, hit that thumbs up. Head over to Suns Geek channel. Do it twice. You know, you're here anyways. You got something to do. You know, you, you if if your father and you're ignoring your family today, then good. They're leaving you alone, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, it's glorious. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Jim Rose Circus in the chat. He had a great name for you know. We have the Jamsters on the Suns Jam Session podcast. He says the Geek Freaks is what you should call your fan base, Suns Geek. Thank you, Jim Rogues. I approve that message. (laughs) The Geek Freaks. I absolutely love that. That's fantastic. Now, a lot of the Jamsters uh, and the Geek Freaks are talking in the chat about DeAndre Ayton, obviously, because that is a big uh, the the next domino to fall, if you will, relative to the news that we're going to hear. Are the Suns going to move on from him? Uh, You know, Parker Hines. Very curious to see how DA folds into this. Uh, Roy, time to trade DA for depth. Saltiest Gaming, thanks for hanging out. Uh, trade DA for like three players. So I'll ask you guys this. Yeah. What, what do you think is going to happen with DA? Do you think that DA, right now, this moment, June 18th, Bradley Beal just got traded to the Phoenix fucking Suns. Is DeAndre Ayton going to be on this team next year? Yesterday, I don't remember what I said, but right now I'm saying no. I like the idea from Roy. Trade him for three players. You got to get rid of him, or whoever said that. Get rid of him for depth. I think that's the next thing. I think you pull off this trade just knowing there's something there for DA. I would love to have DA to give him another chance. I would, but it's kind of just like restarting in a way, right? You can't really have him in. It's kind of like bringing back just a player from old, like a Kelly Oubre. If he were to come back, you have to deal with that again. You know what I mean? Like, there's no changing DA right now. It's going to take some time. So you just can't do that. When you're all your focus is on a championship and making each other better, you can't have a guy that is who we think is selfish in a way to just kind of destroy that from the inside out. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. I'm just saying it can leak into you know the superstars and what they're trying to pull off here in Phoenix. You just don't want him back next year. So I'm all for trading him for just some death. I don't care who it is. Before you answer, Suns Geek, I will say this. As uh, guys who go live after every single Suns game, that's what we do here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. After every single Suns game, we go live. We except for one. Yeah, I think every I think year. we missed one. Yeah, there's like one a year where we're just like, you know what? It's the fucking <laughs> the fucking Hornets guys. Come on, give yeah. us give us a Tuesday off, if you will. <laughs> but I will say this: like, you know, people we watch DeAndre Ayton 
We know the pros. We know the cons. One thing that we noted when Kevin Durant came to this team via trade, that DA became the fourth guy in the team, and therefore the expectations kind of fell by the wayside. And we all, and we would note on our postgame pods, Matthew, how nice that was, how we weren't sitting there putting all this weight into a guy whose motor would kind of come and go. Knowing that, him as a fourth option, can you get much better? Yeah, because we had him as a fourth option when KD got here, and it was shit. But it was only eight games. I know, I know, but it's not. It never. And they were eight, even no. when they threw up when they threw up those boards, the the big posters with him on it. I just can care less that he was on it. I'm sorry to be honest. That's, that's okay. Just my truth. That's okay. That's Matthew's truth. All right, Sons Geek. What is your truth? <laughs> is Matt is is, uh, is Matthew's truth right? No. Is uh is DeAndre Ayton a member of this team next year? You know, you guys know me. I'm a big what if guy. There really is a part of me that wants to, you know, in hindsight or whatever, see what a DeAndre Ayton would look like with this team. But I just think, you know, he's what, 24 years old, been here for five years or whatever. I just Mm -hmm. think it's a little too late. Again, anything could happen. We talked about it yesterday. You know, maybe if he sucks at the trade deadline and it's the same old DA and yada, 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 trade him at the deadline. But it's it's true. Like if we do trade DeAndre, Ayton, I you know even though we're super expensive, maybe that clears off a little bit of money. Whatever the case may be, uh, and then we can get some role players in here. But again, like you know, we said this yesterday again. Like I can't I can't say that enough. Like you can win with a decent dominant big. You don't really need like a superstar maxed out DeAndre Ayton. Miles um, Turner. Yeah, exactly. Like you need somebody like that. You just need a, a big and. You know, small ball lineups can win. Nowadays, it's not, not, I don't really believe it's super common. But, you know, back in the day, back in the 90s a little bit and 80s and some other uh, eras in this league, small ball can win. Um, Mm -hmm. But to answer the question, I guess I don't, I give it a 10% chance DeAndre Ayton is on this team next year. Again, there's a big part of me that wants to see it. And can DeAndre Ayton still turn into a top 10? big in this league absolutely there's still room to grow like you know i'm pretty sure you guys have seen the comments on your pages and everything it's like once da gets traded he's probably going to become an all-star and everything he's going to dominate and all that but right now he hasn't proved that he has not lived up to the number one overall pick there's all the uh, off the court stuff all that stuff with monty williams and everything we just witnessed in the playoffs so i give it a 10 percent chance that deandre Ayton is on this team this upcoming season God, part of me, so Matthew's truth is no. You say 10%. Part of me just wants to go the other way because that's what the Suns have done this entire offseason. And since Matt Ishby has shown up, whatever we think the Suns are going to do, they they don't do it. They're going out and they're they're taking a swing at some big names. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of with you guys uh in thinking that DeAndre is not going to be a member of this team. Uh, Pat LaGrady, Super Chat, $1.99. Truly appreciate supporting the right show. Came in late. Do we do we still think Aiton is gone? I think all three of us do because yeah. even though we're talking about how much uh, how great this is from an offensive standpoint, from a roster construction standpoint, I've said it before. It's irresponsible to have three max players. To have four is downright stupid. This, as I mentioned, yeah. they their combined salary right now is $162.8 million. That's not adding in the uh, the the veteran minimum or or the restricted free agent that is Ish Wainwright at small forward, who's $1.8 million, and Cameron Payne, who's not fully guaranteed, is 
you know, you put those guys in there and you're pushing almost 170 million. You have no one else rostered yet. No one. So they're going to have to go and take a swing. I'm guessing via the trade market and via free agency for centers. Okay. Now I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that trading Deandre Ayton to the Pacers, the, the only other team that offered money for him last year, Right, that was the big topic of conversation last year. The market will set the value of DeAndre Ayton. What was the value? One team gave him a, mo- a max contract. That was the Indiana Pacers. So they are interested in him. They like him. If they can trade him for Miles Turner, who played for Frank Vogel in Indiana all those years ago, and TJ McConnell, that makes sense. You're bringing in Turner. You're bringing in a point guard. Now I'm not saying that. TJ McConnell is your starting point guard per se, but he could be in this underrated guard in this league, by the way, underrated, good, good at defense can shoot. That's an option for the Suns to explore. If they want to trade him for other assets that provide more depth behind Devin Booker, behind uh, uh, Kevin Durant, behind Bradley Beal or, and, or something that potentially brings in uh, a starting point guard, then they would have to play the free agent market, free agent market for, uh, centers and and who's out there? There's I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. There's Brooke Lopez. There's Nikola Vucevic. There's Jakob Pertl, Christian Wood, Mason Plumlee. Nas Reed's a nice name, although he's injured. Dwight Powell, Thomas Bryant, Drew Eubanks. Uh, Busy's going to be gone unless we bring him back. Uh, Mo Wagner. I mean, there, there there's some guys out there who are unrestricted free agents who the Suns can take a swing at. Uh, Roy in the chat, dollar ninety nine. Thank you for the support in the show. Aiton to the Mavs for McGee and role players. Potentially. Now we know that McGee is is a backup to the backup essentially at the center position, but that's what's going to be interesting with this transaction. And we we both all three of us answered that question yesterday. If the Suns are to trade for Bradley Beal, would you rather it be Landry Shamit and Chris Paul or Landry Shamit and DeAndre Ayton? And I know I was of the thinking, hey, I want it to be Landry Shamit and Chris Paul because you can get more for Aiton to mm-hmm. clear out the pieces and or if you do choose to keep Aiton and you somehow some way construct this rock roster that's a sick fucking roster man it's a sick roster Adam Silverman 49.99 in the super chat let's go thank you for support Matthew blow some kisses to Adam Silverman <laughs> there you go said it will be figured out at this point this is a relentless scoring machine and the key remains Aiton and his commitment Championship 2024, great point by Suns Geek. Thank you for that. Reach. So, so you, you know, saying all of that, what do you guys think? Do you think that they're going to trade for essentially his replacement and a piece or trade for other pieces that they can get based on what the market can give them and then go out and try to make something, anything happen via free agency? I think the last point, I think it's they're going to get what they can for DeAndre and, and just dig deep into the free agency thing. Because you, you, I think you have to at least have eight guys active. You know what I mean? Do actually you have to have thirteen play. on your team? Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season, exactly. the Suns might do just that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they need all the help they can get. It's it's all bodies on deck or whatever it is. It's like they're gonna have to go out and get something. But some of those names that you mentioned, like there, there are some very serviceable big men out there. And just like we kind of did with Josh Okogi this year, you can find somebody in free agency who will stand out on your roster. And sort of be one of the more improved players in the league. And, uh, but again, I kind of wonder if, like, and, and again, Matt Ishbia and, and Josh Bartlestein are clearly running the show, but I kind of wonder if, like, James Jones is going to be a little stubborn and keep DeAndre Ayton. 
I don't know why I kind of get that feeling. Like, am I alone on that? I, I don't know. I think that I'm telling yeah, you, I, I, think so. go, go, yeah, I think you're alone. Is that what Matthew's saying? <laughs> I think they could, te- I, I, I honestly think that the Suns are going to keep DA. Yeah. I don't think they should. Now, that's a different conversation, right? But you think they're going to keep But I think that they're going to keep him. I really do. I think that they're going to try to figure out the rest of this by piecing together, by putting together a, a, a top four, if you will, yeah. that it's going to entice other players to be here. Uh, and I know that Zelo, Zelo's 2K, what veterans, what veteran players will be available? I will say this. Head over to the Suns Jam Session podcast. We've already done breaking down the entire free agency market relative to point guards and shooting guards. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Arizona time, I'm going live with Coach Evan B. from the He's on Fire podcast, and we're breaking down all the small forwards. We're, we're, it's a series that we're doing this summer, and we're just talking about who's available in free agency, whether they're club option guys, player option guys, restricted free agents, or unrestricted free agents. We're putting all the names out there, and we're, we're discussing who the Suns could target or who might potentially be interested in coming and joining the Phoenix Suns, joining Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Frank Vogel. There's a lot of different names that play here now. So that's a series that we're putting together. So, you know, you look at point guards and, and point guards wasn't too sexy. Remember, Matthew, wasn't very sexy, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, I, I like Vucevic, though, if we go back to the center thing, just some guy that knows what to do down there. He can be frustrating, but you're not looking for a guy to be the actual fourth option like of a game. It has to be like a revolving door between fourth and fifth option, I feel like, for this team where you're not going to have to be like, all right, how many touches is this guy going to get? Is he going to be upset? Because DA isn't going to be that guy now. He wants to still prove himself in mm-hmm. a way, right? And he'll always go back to the, I'm not getting enough touches. So you don't want that issue. But he's never said that. that, though. I know, but you know, it's, you know it's a thing. And he talked about, even Monty was talking, for some reason, DA still talked about being in the post and not getting the ball. It's like, well, you see the defenders right there. It's going to be tipped away. You're not not good positioning. So he is trying to – last year it seemed like he was really focused on getting the ball more mm-hmm. and why he won't get the ball more. He did mention to Monty. That was like twice in the press conference Monty said something about it. I think that's going to be an issue next year if Aiden's back. You just need guys in there that can step up game to game. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but there's going to be guys like – I'm just saying like a Jock Landale – I'm not saying that we are starting center, but just guys like him that are going to come in and prove themselves have. Yeah. But even just have high energy, just win games for you by getting a big rebound, a big steal. Kogi was that guy. You can find those guys. It doesn't have to be a big name anymore, obviously, because we're stacked right now with those three dudes. You just have to have guys coming in, playing around and just maybe Booker won't have a point guard anymore again. Here we go. But we'll get guys in here. Bring that back Ricky play. Rubio. And if, yeah. And if it is Cameron Payne as our starting point guard, then that's what it is. And the guy just needs to learn to distribute and that's it. Or just yep. not, you know, play out the ball more. Not take crazy threes. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get guys in here that know what they're doing and will just help this team in every way to win games, especially crucial games in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be anything where we get guys in here that are going to actually want the ball more. So I'm kind of away from that. Yep. It's going to be a little bit of money here or there. And I think you can get three, three guys, two or three guys for eight. And it'd be perfect. That are great role players. Yeah. Speaking of Nikola Vucevic, Chicago's sort of in a weird situation right now. I guess they're like owner or GM came out and said, Oh, we're pretty much going to run it back. I believe that's what he said anyways. And they, they have some assets over that you, that you could trade for, and Nikola Vucevic is definitely an intriguing target. Now, is he the answer? I don't know, but if, if we can somehow get him back and some other pieces for DeAndre Ayton, I'd be down. Um, and again, it's just a lot of serviceable players out there that, that can step up and kind of do your Josh Akogi or your Jock Lindell kind of roles out there. 
uh it's it's gonna be crazy man i'm really excited to see what happens um but again i just something just keeps reminding me i'm just like i really feel like james jones might be a little stubborn and keep deandre just for now anyways i I think you might be right i I completely agree and then play it as it lies and if you have to deal with the trade deadline because the team isn't performing the way way they should uh despite you know it being ayton's fault or not a whole nother uh, that's a whole nother pandora's box we don't need open right here uh the qc in the super chat 499 thank you again for supporting both shows Uh, after getting only one max offer outside of phoenix and his quote unquote performance this last playoffs we gotta talk like we want Aiton to stay to run up his value lol yeah we got to put it out there into the universe because you know that's another thing that a lot of people are saying da's value over the last two postseasons has truly been devalued because of his effort because people are seeing you know the the viral clips of him standing watching the uh the clippers you know go crazy on the boards and he's just sitting there you know like a deer in a headlight so Mm -hmm. you know that's the other side of this is they might try to lost boy (laughs) he was they 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 they, they might try to uh you know seek out different offers for deandre ayton and they're just not going to meet the needs of the franchise and they might just try to hold on to him and, and hopefully in this new system uh, with Frank Vogel, who, you know, I mean, Frank Vogel did the right thing. He came in and he just said, damn, I'm going to make DeAndre Ayton great. I'm all about having a great rim protector. I'm all, you know, he, so he's doing his part to do the anti-Monty and build him up versus bring him down. But at the same time, like when you're a max contract player, you shouldn't have to, ha- you shouldn't have to rely on that. Again, I think that I'm going to uh, stake my, my, my flag right here on, again, June 18th, that DA is a part of this team. I don't think it's the right move. But again, we have to see what's going to go on. The draft is four days away. They haven't, I don't know if, you know, during the show on Twitter, I know that, you know, Suns Geek, you're pretty good at keeping up with social while we're doing this. Why I talk way too much and way too long uh, for anybody's liking. They haven't released any of the details. So if we have given up the 52nd pick as a part of this, uh, because if that's true, then fuck that article that's supposed to come out tomorrow (laughs) on brightsideofthesun.com. Literally the, the, the first Part of it is say, hey, watch the NBA draft, man. We got the 52nd pick. You never know what's going to happen. And the end is like, I'm not sure if I really want Bradley Beal. Now I got to like rewrite all of it. And I had a piece <laughs> come out this morning that talked about how uh, literally like this is the title. I got to go to bright side of the sun. Just re- oh, I'm sorry, John. I was just going to say real quick, not really news breaking or anything, but Woj said part of the reason for holding up full completion on the Wizards Suns trade will be a, will be to allow Washington field offers from third teams that would give Chris Paul a chance to land with a contender sources tell ESPN. Not really breaking news. I just thought so, I would read that real quick. But, 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 that, but here's what makes that very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a loophole yeah. in the system. So if the Suns were to trade Chris Paul directly to another team yeah. and they release him, the Suns can't get him for one calendar year. But if he gets traded again, then he can't go back to the to the Wizards, but he could come back to Phoenix. He's gonna get traded loophole. again, though, right? He's not staying with the Wizards. There's no way. No, yeah. he's they not. I guarantee like you, he's that, not. Yeah. Like, but that's yeah, yeah. why, to to Suns Geek's point, that's why you know Woj just reported that, and it's because they're trying to do the best thing for Chris Paul. And if they do that, if he gets double traded in this deal, he could come back to Phoenix on a minimum. And sometimes uh, these trades awesome. like take a while to fully process and get through the league oh, big office time. and. All the paperwork especially, signed, and especially everything. one like this. Yeah, exactly. Especially one, one yeah, like that's this. why you get it out of the way so early, right? Yeah. Exactly. You don't sit around yeah. with your with your uh, sit on your hands, if you will. Especially like a week before the draft. 
I, I put out a piece this morning called NBA Free Agent Market, where again, I, as I mentioned, Matthew and I, we go on the pod and we break down all the different free agents, but then I put it together in an article on Bright Side of the Sun as well, so it's easier to consume. And literally the uh, the title of his, the Suns don't need a shooting guard, but depth is always appreciated. I got a picture of Justin Holiday on the thing. Then they go and they get Bradley Beal today. It's like, damn, dude, I got to stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Well, at this time and with the Suns uh, front office, it's going to be a lot of this this offseason, I feel like, because they're just they're getting things done. You know, they're going to go the opposite direction of like, let's just sit there and see if we can develop. Now it's like whatever's out there, you know, we're going to get them. And as soon as John lines things up and has it ready to go. Let's do it. They're in there. They're watching you, man. Yeah, submissions. They're, they're, you submitted that Voida? Okay, we're going to go okay. the other way. Uh, Saltiest Gaming says he's getting traded to uh, the Clippers, which is interesting. So, oh. you know, I, I think this that is a good a point. Keeper, though, then. Th- th- this is a good time to bring up uh, that Chris Paul's no longer a member of the Phoenix Suns. The point be one of the last times we play that drop on the podcast chris paul is officially now leaving uh yeah we've talked about bradley beal a little bit we've talked a lot about deandre because that's what we do give me your guys's overall thoughts and feelings on chris paul as he officially is departing the phoenix suns organization he's he's now played his last game is you know he walked off the court with the groin injury in game three against the eventual champion Denver Nuggets. That was the last time we saw him in a Suns jersey. In his time as a member of the, of a uh, the, in, in a Suns jersey, he played 194 games, 15.1 points per game, 9.5 assists per game. He led the league with 10.8 assists just a season ago in 2021/22. He was a two-time All-Star in Phoenix. Chris Paul, no longer a member of the organization. Yeah, um, shouldn't have fucked a Kardashian. And you know we would have won. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Him. Yeah, no. Uh, I, we said this uh, two pods ago or a couple pods ago. It was when uh, he was officially waived, and then now he's actually being traded. Um, but you know, it's been it's been a good time with him. I think um, it's simple as that. You know, I think it's been a turnaround for this franchise, and he, we owe a lot to him. And uh, it's just kind of crazy, you know, to see the trade and be like, all right, well, now we're done with you. It kind of sucks in a way, but yeah, the only the thing business my voice back there. The only thing I was thinking was like, okay, Matthew, to make it better, is he knows, and I think is that Clippers thing true? If he's going to the Clippers, yeah, I was going to say a good, that. That's a good spot for him. I know him. Chris Haynes isn't really like reliable, especially after the whole yeah. You know, that's a good thing, spot. He, he say, can sit there. Yeah, they're trying to reroute the him. injuries. Yeah, he can hang out with the injured dudes. That's good. <laughs> I'm I'm glad he's there now. I'm not I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying like, no, you're right. You know, it's a team that can win a title if they're all healthy, but. Yeah. Uh, real quick, it's I, I, th- I think a key word in this is, or uh, two key words is just reroute and pursue. Doesn't matter. That doesn't mean he's like officially going to go to the Clippers, but kind of w- does make sense because they do need a point guard and everything. Although, yeah, you know the injury history and everything with all three of those guys. But I, I just wanted to talk about Chris Paul, man. Just, I mean, think about it, you guys. He really is one of the greatest Phoenix Suns guards. I'm not even going to, even though he's the point guard, I'm going to say guards in Suns history. I mean, you're talking Dick Van Arsdale, Kevin Johnson, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. I could go on and on and on. Like, he, he's one of the top five Phoenix Suns point guards ever. And to Agreed. do what he was doing at his age so late in his career with the Phoenix Suns, especially everything he did off the court and really everything he did for this franchise. Again, you guys, like, I don't know if we have Kevin Durant without Chris Paul. Let's be real. 
If Chris Paul does not come here, who knows what this Phoenix Suns team looks like right now. And we could be in a completely different state. We could be a lottery team steal if Chris Paul doesn't come to this team. So I just wanted to give him his flowers, his respect. He is the point guard, one of the greatest point guards of all time. I don't even care if he doesn't win a championship. Like he deserves so much credit and he is, he's incredible, man. I just wanted to say thank you, Chris Paul, for all the great memories. Thank you for everything you did on and off the court for the Suns. And best best of wishes in, in your future career. I hope you do win a championship one day. Just hopefully the Suns get there first. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you know, putting it in perspective, who and what Fran, uh, uh, Chris Paul has met meant to this franchise is absolutely paramount. It was the the moment in which we knew that this franchise had totally turned around. Because prior to Chris Paul, you know, Ricky Rubio was the point guard and he was darn near serviceable. We didn't make the playoffs that year, you know, the the pandemic playoffs. But it was Chris Paul who, in the bubble, got a firsthand look at Devin Booker and decided that he wanted to come here and he forced his way here. Literally. Kind of like Bradley Beal just did. (laughs) Forced his way to Phoenix. And in his three years, as I mentioned, two-time All-Star. But what he did for Devin Booker is unquantifiable. The work ethic the attention to detail, being a complete and utter basketball junkie in every sense of the word that Chris Paul is. That it's something that Kevin Durant is. It's something that Devin Booker is. And that's what Chris Paul brought to this organization is the basketball junkiness, is the attention to the game and love of the game and to be a good steward of the game, a maturity that Devin Booker desperately needed. And when Chris Paul arrived, he became a much more mature player. And we saw that on the court. Devin Booker used to throw fits back in his fourth season. He used to get technicals while in street clothes in San Antonio or versus San Antonio, Mexico City. I'll never forget it. Yep. And Chris Paul changed that. And it changed the perception of this team. And I think that, again, one thing that's that's you have to respect about the Phoenix Suns is the fact that they are a basketball junkie type of, of organization. You know, they, all their screws are tight. You, you, when you talk about Kyrie Irving, you talk about talent, but you talk about somebody whose screws are loose. That's why I don't know if he would ever play here because these are guys who know ball and want ball. And one of the things that Adrian Wojnarowski said in the uh, the piece about acquiring Bradley Beal was the fact that it was players like Kevin Durant, like Devin Booker, who were trying to get Beal to come here and play. And if they're approving of him, then we then we approve of him. But you can't not appreciate who and what Chris Paul was and has meant to this organization. I was having this conversation with some friends the other day. Where does he rank all time in Suns history relative to point guards? In my opinion, he's third all time. Yeah. It goes Steve Nash, Kevin Johnson, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd in that order. You know, one of my buddies, well, Jason Kidd was such a better player, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, but Chris Paul won with us. Yeah. Jason Kidd didn't win. He went on and he won, he won elsewhere. He went to two finals uh, with the Nets directly after leaving Phoenix and won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks. But as a, as a Phoenix Sun, Chris Paul was amazing for this team and for this franchise. Absolutely. And, and real quick on the Jason Kidd thing, I believe that was like, you know, after it was like after 95 or 96, sort of that like, you know, weird era before the 2000s yes. and the jersey change and all that. So. But I mean, let's be real. Jason Kidd is one of the greatest point guards of all time. But he is in terms of, but not Phoenix as a son. Yeah, in his Phoenix Suns career, even though he was an All Star and everything, he didn't even come close to what Chris Paul did. So, you know. Now the other guy. 
sneaky, sneaky. Might be the last time we play the Landry Shamit drop here on the Suns Jam Session podcast, Jeez. but he is now moving on as well. Two seasons played, and man, it felt like four. Yeah. Uh, eight, or I'm sorry, it's eight, 8.4 points per game in 109 games played. He started 23. Uh, he ended up shooting from beyond the arc 37% in his two seasons with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, 1.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists. Uh, obviously, his his big moment for the Phoenix Suns came against the Denver Nuggets when he he exploded uh, for 19 points and helped us win one of the two games that we beat the uh, the Denver Nuggets. We beat them 124 to one. Or I'm sorry, 129 to 124, and it was behind his five of eight shooting from beyond the arc, and that that's going to be the highlight of the Landry Shamit era. Now. As we depart from Landry Shamit, you know, think back to when we acquired him. We acquired him for for Javon Carter and the twentieth or twenty ninth yeah, pick, 30 yeah. pick, somewhere in there, yep. mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. A few seasons ago, we thought that he was going to come in. He was going to be the the guy who could back up Devin Booker, somebody who could finally provide some offense off the bench in Devin Booker's stead. Eight points never really cut it. Uh, and again, kudos to James Jones for getting rid of that contract because it was not a good one. So final thoughts on Landry. Are you going to give him the same flowers that you did Chris Paul, Suns Geek? Or... No. Okay, fire and away. You know what? Like, you guys know me. I keep it optimistic, sometimes to a fault. And I have a video saying, oh, I like this trade. You know, Javon Carter was great of and course. everything. And, oh, yeah, we don't really need the draft pick and everything. I was so wrong about Landry Shamit, and we held on to him way too long. And, look, I know that. You know, you, you can't always put the ball in the basket. I, I get it. You're going to go through rough you know, stages in your career. You're going to have a bad season here and there. But it's like you said, we had him for two years. It felt like four. That, that was one of the worst trades in the Suns history. And I will take the L. I was wrong on my thoughts on that trade. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite. Thank you, Shamit, for everything you've given us. It's been a fun <laughs> ride. I think uh, as a human being, you have to get out there and, you know, just – Find some confidence in your game. You saw it in the playoffs last year, a little bit against Denver. You were there defensively. You had that big game to win. Uh, Was it game three? Game four. Game four he won for us? I believe it was game four. So we have that. That's that's all we needed, right? <laughs> no, um, I, I honestly think the it's it's good to move on from him. And um, I think someone said in the chat too, Gambo saying Aiden's gone or going to stay. Yeah, I, I was looking. I didn't see anything on Gambo's. Yeah, well, I didn't see anything either. Real quick, Gambo, I just want to just point out a, another fact. Sorry to interrupt the Shamit no, you're talk. You're good, you're good. I just love this tweet Darn from it. Gambo right here. What? <laughs> Darn <laughs> it, you interrupted Shamit talk. <laughs> I just want to just, you know, again, kind of like we said at the very start of the podcast, uh, he said, new Suns owner Matt Ishbia said money would not be an object to bringing a championship team to Phoenix, and so far he has backed up that talk. Over the next three years, the Suns have committed – 445 million to Booker, Durant, and Beal. So, yeah, I mean, as many he, times as we want to try to break down his pillars of just like bringing everything down, be like, he can't do this. You can't, the money. He does not give a fuck. But isn't that nice, bad. though, man? Like, yeah, it is nice. This, right? Yeah, he's just like, and he I really know doesn't give there's a shit. consequences. There yeah. is, but he just doesn't be. care right now. He's like, hey, big name, can win a championship. We're going to get him here. Yep. And you know what? He was even talking like to Bill Simmons and stuff last year. We kind of figured like the way he was talking about the Suns winning a championship, we wouldn't win it last year. But he's just like every year, it's going to be you know our mission to get these guys here to win. And he just probably knew he's like it's not last year, but it's just we're building this, and it's going to take some time. Maybe we get two or three out of here out of this thing. Who knows? So another sham it. 
I was going to say, uh, another thing, too, uh, to kind of think about here, something that might be getting overlooked, and I think it was revealed when we, like, hired Frank Vogel, because I was like, I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to hire Frank Vogel without at least text messaging or calling Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I am confident in now saying they at least picked up their damn phone and called Booker and KD before this went down. You know what I mean? That's something that I feel like might be getting overlooked with all this. Because there's no way you bring in a guy like Bradley Beal with his absurd contract without going through your two franchise guys, especially Devin Booker, because we all know this is his team. So just wanted to go on my little side tangent. There. But it's true. But it's absolutely yeah. true. They have to, you know, give that stamp of approval. Yep. Um, but you know, now now we find ourselves just waiting with bated breath. Yeah. Because there's so many more things to follow. Because as I mentioned before. Right now, because you've you've given away two players and you've received back one, the Phoenix Suns currently have six players on in contract or under contract. Not enough to play. There's <laughs> so, they're not enough to even play. There's so much more that's going to happen this off season. <laughs> There's so much more. So I, I remind everybody: make sure you have those notifications on, whether you're on Sun Peak Channel or on the Suns Jam Session Channel. Make sure you have those notifications on because you never know when we're going to go live. My family's probably waiting in the other room, being like, God damn it, we're gonna surprise Dad with with, I'm with hungry going, with going out to lunch. And he said, No, I have to go, I have to hang out with Suns Geek and with Matthew. What else we want to talk about talk about before we, we get out of here, guys? Final thoughts on Bradley Beal is a Phoenix Sun. I'm staying I'm new drop, Matthew. I'm staying optimistic about I'm it. Looking forward to it. I, I was just gonna say I'm staying optimistic about it. I don't care about the money, you know, whatever. I believe in this team. I believe in Matt Ishbia. <clears throat> I believe in Josh Bartlestein and James Jones and everybody. And we'll figure this out. You know, we will figure it out. Who knows what's going to happen with the draft? The draft is a few days away. So get ready, everybody. Even if we don't have that pick, there might be a scenario where we can somehow get traded into the draft. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it out. I- I'm excited. Matthew. Yeah, BDB. It's here. BDB. <laughs> it is here. So for those of you who watch on a regular basis, BDB stands for Big Dick Booker, but now it's Booker, Durant, and Beal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's here. I'm with Suns Geek here. You know, again, and, and I said it earlier, is if money truly isn't an object, which Matt Hitchbia really doesn't seem to think it is, then hell yeah. Yeah, we're going to go over that second tax apron, and yeah, we're going to have some challenges constructing this roster when it comes trade deadline time, when you can't do... When, when, when you're restricted on your mid-level exceptions and you can't hit guys up in the buyout market, but you have this big three, and if they're keeping DA, potentially a big four, and actually it is a big four if you look at contract construction, that's four max contracts on one team, and you're going to have guys lining up at the footprint center wanting to get in and want to be a part of this. If you're somebody who is looking to get a championship, this is the place to come because you have three elite scores on this team now, elite and they're just going and and you're going to you're going to put together an offense that's going to allow everybody to be successful and everybody can cook. And if you're one of those other guys who can cook while you're on it, the the, the spacing is going to be ridiculous on this team. Defensively, how do you stop this team? Preach. Defensively, Especially if you keep DeAndre insane. just saying. Yeah. It that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Like defensively it's going to be damn offense near impossible. Defense. Yep. For sure. Yeah, offense if, over if, defense for sure, but the you have a defensive head coach. Yeah. If the Warriors can win championships with all that offense, how why can't the Phoenix Suns do it? Just saying. I don't care about the bench. Screw it. You got three of the best scores in the league, and maybe DeAndre Ayton. 
So just got to keep them healthy, man. Just yep. got to keep them healthy. Uh, last super chat before we get out of here. Four ninety nine from Han Sagan. Booker, literally the best wingman in the NBA. He serves up buckets, Kardashians, NBA superstars, and convertibles for friends and fam. So, agreed. Don't forget when Booker said, I want a super team to come to me. It, holy it shit. It, it, it literally happened. happened. Well, it's here. It's yeah. happened. There that's an go. actual quote. Like, that's not like a made-up thing. That's a real quote. I know. So, yeah. Well, again, thank you for everybody who took a little time out of their Father's Day to hang out and watch and or listen to this podcast, whether it's on the Suns Jam Session channel or the Suns Geek channel. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Blissey. And you can follow Suns Geek. At Suns Geek. <laughs> and you can follow our show at Suns Jam on Twitter as well. So uh, until tomorrow when I'm going live with Coach Evan B from the He's on Fire podcast to talk about small forwards, uh, maybe I'll go on earlier because all three of us will have to get together because they've traded DeAndre Ayton. Who knows? It's a wild <laughs> it's like, and crazy offseason. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, until then, everybody have a happy Father's Day and uh, enjoy your new super team, even though none of them were all-stars last year. Yeah, Go home and love your daddies.